Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review, and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals. These conversations create the foundation for my book on what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. Hey, Eric, thanks for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great. I appreciate you having me. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, all things considered, it's a blessing to have the opportunity to chat with uh, amazingly awesome HR professionals like you. So for those that do not know Eric Miles that are listening in today, please tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll give a Cliff Notes version. I am an HR practitioner probably by accident <laughs> and a little bit of courage. Um, I, I got into human resources because I, I realized I, I really sucked at uh, being a call center agent and really didn't like it may have gotten fired a time or two, but you, you know, we'll, we'll leave that in the past. What's in the past is in the past. Um, so long and short, honestly, true, true story, was working in several call centers, just wasn't very good at it, wasn't my thing. Um, had an opportunity to help our HR department do some um, pre-screening over the phone. They gave me a sheet of paper. They said, just call, here are some applications. You're just gonna go down the list, ask them some questions, like them, schedule them to come in. I was like, okay, great, I can do that. Did that, that was my first taste. Uh, fast forward a couple of years later, went to an interview. The lady who's interviewing me, uh, her name was Brenda Severson. Never will forget her, still friends to this day. And um, she's going over my resume, John, and she's just like, oh, you'd be great at customer service. I'm like, oh, you're killing me. And um, I legitimately paused and um, I said, you know, Brenda, I said, I don't want to do that anymore. And she said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, honestly, I want to do what you do. I had zero experience, like no recommendation, no referral, no experience. It just so happened she had a, a person leaving, resigning from her team and um, she gave me a shot, literally, true story. And um, that's where my experience in human resources, more so on the talent acquisition or recruiting side of the business started. So I was working for Manpower uh, back then. I was assigned at uh, Abbott Labs, Ross Products Division of Abbott Labs, and um, the rest is history. Um, you know, to date, I have uh, uh, become a senior certified uh, HR practitioner through SHRM. Um, I am pursuing some things that are, I think, are important to me in terms of recognizing and developing um, uh, young leadership um, as well. And uh, that, that's, that's the quick version of, of who Eric Miles is. I've kind of coined this thing called Milesology. It's just the, the, the science of how I view life. It may be important to some, maybe not. <laughs> that sounds like a whole other topic for another uh, a chat that we could have at another time, right? But uh, cer certainly glad that uh, my next question isn't, uh, isn't about uh, the expertise in the call center. Although maybe, maybe you might know, I mean, you might know all that uh, from the things not to do, right? For sure. Yeah. So having gotten into the field of human resources, Eric, can you give me your kind of general how you would describe the purpose of the function of HR? Yeah, you know, you know what's, what's great about um, human resources is that we're in the people business, right? So it, it is all about the human capital. It, it's, the, it's, it's the one part of the world that you can't predict because we're human and you can't predict what we do. So when I think about human resources, um, I think about us being a service center or a center of excellence. So we're really there to provide leadership. We're there to provide research and training and best practices. Uh, we're there to provide um, any number of support for the human capital. Um, and that's 
how I view, um, you know, the, the goal or the function, the role of, of human resources in short. And how do you define success in what you do? Yeah, great question. Um, I thought about that. And to me, it's, it's taking the caterpillar and turning it into a butterfly. Um, and, and so success looks like for me, you know, you, you take something and you're completely able to transform it. And so when we think about human resources, we are talking about how do we transform people? How do we transform business? How do we transform through the way that we do things? And so my idea is, again, taking that caterpillar, turning that caterpillar into a butterfly. So it starts out as one thing. And there is this, you know, metamorphosis that happens over the course of time because nothing is, happens overnight. Uh, but then you turn it into something completely different um, and something that has significant value. It has significant worth. It's beautiful. It's something that people are attracted to. Like, I don't know anybody who like is like, oh, I want to go look at caterpillars. <laughs> So, right, we're, we're, we're entertained by the butterfly, right? So the butterfly is really where the magnificent happens, right? And so to me, when you can produce something that is magnificent out of something that maybe someone overlooked, that starts to, to, to garner um, success for me. Hmm. Turning them into something magnificent. I, I, love, yeah. I love that use of that term because they, they at times, when I, my experience is that a lot of people don't see themselves that way as magnificent as having the potential to do certain things. And I, I agree the encouragement of HR and their manager and a variety of other people to, uh, to turn them from that um, caterpillar to, to butterfly in your example is, is great. Now in, in that, do you think there are particular things that, that HR can do thinking differently, trying to, trying to uh, think outside the box, kind of what they might be confined with from a, a general HR perspective to, to turn those, those caterpillars into butterflies? What are the things we could be doing differently in that regard? Yeah, so I, I think you've gotta, um, you've gotta understand people, right? And this is one of the things that I try to pride myself on and pat myself on the back is that, you know, I, I have an affinity for people. Um, I have a, 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 a genuine love for people. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't get frustrated. It doesn't mean that you don't get disappointed. It doesn't mean that you don't make some mistakes and that you're not flawed, et cetera. But I think one of the things that we can do differently is, again, is to put the human back in human resources. And, and it, I know I've heard people say that, but it's true. When we remove the human element from what we do, knowing that everything that we do is focused on an individual, um, it, 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 it is a recipe for, for disaster. But when we put it back in there, right, then everything that we build is with a person in mind. So when we're thinking about policies, when we're thinking about code of conducts or procedures or equity across the board, when we're thinking about um, you know, social justice and any other number of things that we deal with as HR practitioners, you have to have a person in mind, not just something that you're trying to accomplish in terms of checking the box. So I think that the key thing for me is think about a person. Think about what if you weren't HR, like how would you want to be treated? How would you want someone to engage you? How would you want someone to advocate for you? And so our goal, yes, is to help the business be successful. But if you don't have successful people making the business successful, you're not going to go, but only so far. And so my thought is, is again, put the human back in human resources, focus on the people and the business in and of itself, I think will be successful. So, so you mentioned loving, you love people, you love to work with people, you love to develop them. You have obviously your comparison of how, how they grow into magnificently beautiful butterflies. 
And in my mind, this HR like a boss concept is amazingly awesome business people that just so happen to practice HR and own and take responsibility for the things which they are responsible for. Because the impact that HR can have is profound when you really think of it, right? When you really think of great HR, the impact, and when you think of bad HR, the impact, right? There, there's a paramount difference between the two. And I, I've been fortunate to see the good and I've been, it's been un, un, unfortunate to see the bad. And so I'm, I'm, I want to hone in a bit on your kind of love for people because a lot of times when I talk to, you know, either new entries into HR or co co I speak at college classes, why do you want to get into HR? Well, I like people, right? And I think over time, some folks in HR end up not liking people. Yeah. And then in turn, those people that they support don't like HR. So yeah. is, is, there, is there a reason why you think that happens, that progression for you? Yeah, so you, you, so two different words that we use. So I use love, you use like, right? So it, there is this, yeah, you can like people, um, but you can unlike them as, as quickly as you like them. But when you, when you talk about love, right? Just love for humanity. So I'll, I'll go here. We may have um, differences in terms of ideology, morals, values, et cetera. But I think that when you look at humanity as a whole and you can find a place of a genuine love for people, regardless of our differences, um, it helps you in everything that you do. So I could like, like not like a particular employee on a certain day because it's difficult to work with them uh, or any number of things. But when you get back to the core, it's just like, okay, I have a genuine love for people. And that's what becomes my driver. So I can fuss behind the scenes. I can cuss behind the scenes. I can throw a temper tantrum behind the scenes. But when it's time to show up and actually do something that's going to impact people, you do so from the place of, I think, genuine concern and care and that you want them to be successful, even though we may be different. We may see the world different. We may act different. And so for me, yeah, liking people is one thing. But man, liking isn't going to take you so far. Like that, that first difficult person, you'll be like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. But if you, if you have a genuine love for people, it, it helps being in the people business because you like just goes out of the window very quickly. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. And I think the timing of what you just shared is, is paramountly, you know, I think just profound is you know, obviously our, our love for our differences Yep. We're, see we're seeing that in our world for, for just, just right, right in front of us. And, and it's, it's for me as, as a person that loves people as well, like it's hard for me to see. Like I, I, was, I was raised by a business. My dad was an executive of a hospital and then I, my mom was a, an artist who like she just loved, she, her love exuded out of her, yeah. right? Yeah. And it didn't matter who you were, or what you did. She just, she just loved you and that, that, that permeated. And I think just kind of thinking through this concept of, of, of how that, that, that HR function can make people feel and in your ability to, to, no matter what your role is, whether, whether you're the CEO or you're a manager or you're an IT developer, or you're, 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 you're kind of have a, a different responsibility. HR's responsibility is, is to love, is to love them, right. Yep. And love the people for what you do, no matter what your role is, and then connect the dot between yeah. what your job is and what you're doing every day as to how this organization is going to be successful and getting as many people doing that as jointly as we possibly can. For sure. So, so I know you and I off, offline had a conversation that kind of spurned us to, to join this call. 
and we've we, we used the word love. I had a conversation recently on, on another discussion with Michelle Leedy about this. Uh, I, I believe in this. This word love is okay. She used the word passion kind of yeah. as a definition for it. It's not this romantic love, which people that might works. in nature like, oh, no, I can't. You can't love people at work, right? That's, that's wrong, right? We'll get in trouble. Uh, that's kind of the yeah. HR, HR police coming out of us. But I'm, I'm just curious in, in your, in your, you know, kind of your perspective, when someone doesn't love what they do, yeah, right, and especially if it's in HR, what, what is your counsel and advice to them? Uh, yeah, go. You need to go find what you love to do. Um, you, 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 you've really gotta. So we'll we'll take her word. We'll take passion, right? All right. So if you're not passionate about what you do, um. There's, it's not going to be sustainable because the moment that something happens that's contrary to what you define as success, you won't have um, the buoyancy or the power or the ability, the zeal, the insight, the information, any number of things to be able to plow through the difficult seasons, right? That are really a part of the maturation to who you're supposed to become. And so when I think about, um, you know, whether love, passion, however we choose to describe it, um, it is important to have that because without it, I don't know where your motivation comes from. And so why I continue to drive, why I continue to press and grind and move forward is because I'm incredibly passionate about the things that I do. That means that in times when it doesn't look like it's not working, in times where it looks like it may be difficult, it becomes a driver, it becomes the engine to keep things going. And so if you are not passionate about what you do, you've got to figure out um, what's potentially blocking that passion because you may be doing the right thing, you may be doing it the wrong way, right? You could be doing it um, the right way at the wrong company. Right, so how I do human resources that cover my meds and how I've done it for other companies, it's different. Um, and so I've developed even a new refined, refreshed passion for human resources because of how we do it at cover my meds. It's not rigid, it's not scripted, it's not driven by a bunch of policies and procedures. It's not um, uh, something where you're, you're told every single thing that you have to do but you really have the opportunity to come to the table um, and to really be creative, to really be thoughtful, to really be engaging for every single employee. And so, so let me correct one of the things I said at the beginning, find something different. You maybe not need to find something different. You may need to find a different company that allows you to be who you are doing what you love to do. You may just not love to do it for who you're doing it for. And so you've got to really navigate through where am I at? Am I with the right company? Am I in the right role within talent management or human resources, right? Because there's different areas that you can serve in as well. So I think you've got to have a really exploratory conversation to make sure, yep, I'm passionate about talent management, human resources, but am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right company? Am I with the right team? All of those are important indicators to driving you forward. Yeah, and it's, it's okay. I mean, the one thing I want to make sure we share, like, it's okay for someone if you, you don't have that passion for HR. And, and, and when you do that exploratory discussion with yourself, and you keep coming back to, well, the company's okay. And, you know, it seems like the purpose is okay. But I just can't seem to get myself after this every day. Yeah. It's okay that, that 
like you did. You 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 yeah. went from a one career you thought this is what I was supposed to do, and you you, you mentioned self-deprecatingly that yeah. you got fired a few times or weren't in those roles yeah. for long. And now now look now look at your it's something you're doing that you love to do. You have a passion for, and, and it exudes. Yeah, I I totally agree. And and so you've got to be what does it say to thine own self be true, right? If you're not going to be honest with yourself about the things that you enjoy, the things that you're good at, and be willing to pivot, um, you are missing out on sharing the best version of you with the world. And I don't want to miss out on sharing the world with who I am. Because if I can give you the best of who I am, the world is in for a treat. I bet that's just me, right? But so again, you know, there is a version of you that when you are connected to your purpose, connected to your passion, connected to your potential, we get the best of you. Yeah, and I think that that's, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. And as I'm kind of dissecting this in the course of our conversation, you feel like sometimes if you don't feel quite that, I'm trying to think of a listener right now that might be saying like, I don't quite feel Eric's passion that he has. Yeah. And you might feel stuck. Like I know sometimes in relationships, people will say, I'm, I'm stuck in this. I may be stuck in this current job and I'm, I'm, I'm making six figures as an HR executive or more yeah. and I'm supporting my family, but I'm not really into this, right? Yeah. I'm not really here. And that's, it's a what I would recommend my counsel is, is just to is is to is to is to really have some soul searching and then have a real close group of people you trust, business advisors, just kind of walk yourself through, hey, I'm kind of logicing through this right now. I'm not sure I'm in the right field right now. Yeah. Uh, before you go make some pro- proclamation to your boss that I'm quitting and leaving and going somewhere else yeah. or telling your spouse that like I'm leaving my six-figure job to go do something. Cause I did that once and it was crazy. <laughs> and, and I'm so glad that I did. But when I look back, I was like, I probably should have thought that through a little bit more than yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 You know, I think, you know, John, honestly, I think one of the things that we lose as adults, we lose our sense of imagination, right? So the older we get, we become less imaginative and we, we stop seeing ourselves, um, further than where we are, bigger than what we are, better than what we are, um, whatever that may be. And so I think one of the things that's key for discovering your passion or blowing the dust off it for that matter is getting back your sense of imagination. But to do that, that means that I've got to be exposed to some things that spark my curiosity, that spark my curiosity, that spark my creativity, and then that sparks my commitment. Because if I'm curious and I'm creative, but I'm not committed to those things, who cares how creative and curious you are, then you've got to commit to it, right? So you've got to get exposed. I like what you said, putting yourself around people, right? Going to raise that accountability. It's going to put you around some people that can hopefully make you curious, hopefully make you um, creative, but then you have to decide, I'm going to commit, which is why you and I are having the conversation today is because I had that moment in Las Vegas at my um, at a SHRM conference. It was a talent and exposition conference. And there was a guy who was up there, he was presenting, and I literally was just like, yo, why am I not up on this stage doing what he's doing? I think I'm pretty fantastic, right? And um, I answered the question. It was, Eric, you're not up there because you, you've stopped taking the risk. You've stopped being creative. You've stopped using your imagination. And you've only seen yourself being an HR generalist. You didn't want to go to a director level. You didn't want to go to a business partner. You didn't want to go to a VP. You stopped imagining what it could be like. And so in that moment, 
um, that was literally the turning point for me. That's long story short, the reason why we're talking today is because I've been decided I'm going to start putting myself out there to start doing something that I think that I'm good at, that I have an imagination for. Um, and, and based on this image that I had that was really embedded in me by getting exposure. But that also meant that I had to make an investment. And that's the other piece It's like, we got to invest into us because if we're not investing into us, we can't put demands on other people for them to invest into us if we're not willing to do it as well. Yeah, you change your identity, right? That, that's kind of a, using your imagination to do that in a way that we all evolve as people and that's okay, right? That is, that is more than okay. And yeah, yeah. some of the things you mentioned, it, it reminds me of, uh, you talked about love and, 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 and then your, your perseverance through the challenging times. I read a book, called Grit by Angela Duckworth. If you haven't read it, like check it out because it talks about the science of grit. And more often than not, you're more gritty at things you love sure. as opposed to things sure. that like, eh, I can throw this away. Like yeah. in the book, it's like, you can't quit a sport unless you try it for a year. Like if you're teaching your kids, like you want to quit after the first three practices, like I don't care, we're going back. And yeah. you can cry all the time. We're not going to quit for a year because you never know, right? At times right. things can change and things you're passionate about. So Agreed. All right. So I, I always end my, 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 my chats with two questions. One, one, we can use our imagination, take us back a bit, right? And we'll, we'll go back, let's say to your HR, starting your HR career, or yeah. if you want to business career. So if you could give yourself some advice back then, knowing what you know now, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> I think I already hit on it. I'm going to say it again. Take the risk. Um, at some point in time, I, I, I stopped my willingness to learn new things and I just played to my strengths. And so it, it created limitations for me because I was only gonna go as far as I was good at because I refused to develop the areas where I was deficient. And so, but that required taking risks. So I would say take the risk and, and continue to learn. Yeah, you hit on a point for me and I'll just share real quick. Like I, early on in my career, I did a ton of presentations and I had a moment where I froze at one of yeah. them, literally like deer in the headlights. And I told myself, I'm never doing that again. So I didn't present for a few years. And long story short, my first time I presented in front of a large crowd was Disrupt HR in Cleveland. And I was like, what? oh my gosh, I went from like this one extreme to the other, not doing it all in, in, right. in probably one of the most strenuous ways, but I had such uh, energy from that. And my career changed from the point that I did that forward, just taking that risk, just doing something that was a little bit more uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's certainly unique. So, all right, I'll get you out of here on this. Yep. I have this definition I'm trying to create and I'm playing with it in the book and it's got the amazingly awesome and ownership and responsibility and impact. I'm curious for you when I, I say that person does HR like a boss, what are they doing? How, how, how do you define that? Yeah, I, I would say it's three things for me. So it's, it's one, it's a person who's a practitioner, right? So <clears throat> it's not the um, do as I say and not as I do. So it, it is literally the person who is practicing what they preach. So not only am I um, the HR person, but I'm also thinking about myself as the employee as well. So I'm, I'm making sure I'm completing that circle. So one, it's, it's, it's being a practitioner. You're being a student of it as well, just like you're the teacher of it. I would say number two, it's about being purposeful. Um, it, doing everything that you do with intentionality because nothing happens by mistake. So that means that I'm taking time to be thoughtful, to be strategic, um, to think about everything that I have the ability to touch. And then finally, I would say um, it's about taking things personal. 
I know this one would be a little bit like in HR, right? It's like, oh, don't take it personal. No, take it personal because you have the opportunity to um, make an impact, to engraft, to embed, to train, to develop. And so when people fail, take that personal. When people succeed, take that personal. When we miss the mark, take that personal because HR should be the engine that is driving the organization forward through its people. And so if we have people who are not equipped, I gotta take that personal as an HR practitioner because somewhere I may have missed it. So you gotta take things personal and not to the extent that you go off the deep end and you get depressed and you know you wanna quit and throw in the towel, but no, you take it personal to motivate you so that way you can discover where are my blind spots? What am I doing well? Um, and that to me would be you know, doing HR like a boss, being the practitioner, being purposeful, and then taking everything personal. Maybe not everything, but you, you get the point, so. <laughs> no, I do, I certainly do. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.